0: I'm pulling out of the parking lot of wizards. You know what that means. You might not know what that means. I don't do this that often. But it is time for drive from work. So uh, I, this morning, or for you guys' last last podcast, I had Mark Pernas on. So I say hi, Mark. Hello, everybody. So I had to drive Mark home since I had to drive him here. So we figured, let's get another podcast in. Because we can talk more about Unstable. We're very excited about Unstable. I like talking about Unstable. I do. I love talking about Unstable. So um,
1: part, part of my job, actually, one of the things I have to do is go around and, and talk to um, the distributors that, that sell our product to stores and talk to them about uh, new products when they come out. And I, I've had so much trouble keeping myself to my time limit whenever I have, have an opportunity to talk about Unstable. It's, it's been a lot of fun. So what, what, what
0: do you show? What's like the pictures you show when you're showing off on Stable?
1: Well, we basically, we talk about all the reasons why we think it's going to be something that fans are really excited about. So we, we talk about um, the, the crossover cards like Sword of Dungeons and Dragons. It's a really exciting card. That I It's probably my favorite mythic in the set. Um, For a variety of reasons
0: Oh Can we tell the story Can I tell the Okay (laughs) Let's tell this This is an awesome story Uh, About Chris Yeah Okay Okay. so So Chris Cox Is our CEO Okay And so um, um, He called One day he says That he wants to play Unstable um, but it's really late, it's late in the process, and Stable yeah. is basically all done.
1: And, and of course, you know, we've had some stops and starts with Unstable, as we've talked about on previous podcasts. And so Mark and I were, were kind of worried, you know, we have this new president, he, he, he's a gamer, and he, he gets magic,
0: but what, what if he hates Unstable for some reason? We haven't announced it yet. So, so Mark says to me, he says, okay, here's the important thing. Um, so we, we're going to play with him So I, I was going to play with Chris He goes, let Chris win <laughs> Whatever you do, let Chris win
1: And so there, it wasn't just Chris It was some of the other people on the business team yeah. I was, you know, three games over And out of the just, I could just barely hear Mark play Sword of Dungeons and so, Dragons so, so Let's let, let, let,
0: let, let see what's going on here yeah. So we make the decks. And we specifically make the decks because we're, we're trying to make it something we think Chris will like. And we know that Chris, from his youth, was a giant D&D fan, big Dungeons and Dragons fan. And so we specifically put in the deck sort of Dungeons & Dragons so that it will come up and he can see it because he likes Dungeons & Dragons. Um, we didn't know what deck he picked, by the way. We just made the decks. So he ends up picking a different deck, and so I... I pick up the deck that happens to have Sword of Dungeons and Dragons in it. So I get it in my opening hand I'm like, oh, I want I want Chris to see this because it's Dungeons and Dragons. But the problem is, which Mark's laughing at, it's a really, really powerful card. It's a really
1: card. good card. And so I, I hear Mark say, I play Sword of Dungeons and Dragons. And Ben Hayes, who uh, was the... Lead developer, developer on yeah. the on the set was walking around and kind of checking on everybody's games and I was I was playing against uh, one of the other brand managers and I pulled Ben over and I said Ben did, did Mark just play sort of Dungeons and Dragons He's supposed to let Chris win. We talked about this. And right, so, so... Ben wanders off, and he, he goes and he watches the game with Mark and Chris, and he wanders back, and kind of under his breath, he goes, he's not equipping it to a creature. And I was like, oh, oh okay,
0: okay. Right, so what happened was, I play the card, and then I realize after I play, I'm like, uh-oh, I have Sword of Dungeons Dragons. So I just, I'm doing other things. I'm like, oh, I, I just forgot about it. I forgot that I had Sword of Dungeons Dragons. Unfortunately, Chris... Right knows magic and yep. is a gamer
1: and is a really sharp guy, so at a certain
0: point... Well, at a certain point, I empty my hand. <laughs> so there's a point at which I have no cards in my hand. I have mana. He goes, oh, why didn't you equip the Sword of Dungeon Dragon? I'm like, yeah, why why don't I do that? So the only creature I have has Double Strike. <laughs> so every time you hit someone with Sword of Dungeon Dragons, it makes a 4-4 Dragon. So I have to equip it to my Double Strike creature, because it's the only creature I have, and he doesn't have a creature that can block me. So I hit him and made two four four dragons. But luckily, Chris
1: also has a great sense of humor and ended up loving the set, even yes, though I think he, he lost that. He first won the game.
0: he lost that game. He won the second game. Um, but it was funny that like I, I, I remember I hit him. I made two dragons. And I'm like, is there any way I can lose this game? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, okay, sorry. So we show Dungeon Dragons. No. Yeah. Whoa, so
1: whoa. you know we we talk about. The fact that they're silver-bordered cards because we want people to have realis- realistic expectations. I, You know, I've, I've said, I feel like the silver-bordered sets have sort of a cult following among Magic fans. There's certainly a lot of people that really love the silver-bordered cards, but if your focus is competitive play and your main way of engaging with our brand is, like, training for the next GP, there's not going to be as much... You know, you're, you're going to play this a couple of times and have a good time, right? But it's not necessarily going to be as broadly
0: appealing as a black-bordered set or as a master set. Right. There's, the the thing we designed for unstable was we wanted to a make it a limited experience. That if if you just want to experience it, it's a, a one-time thing. You can just do that. You can come, you can play, you're done, you've had your experience. Or for people who like who get in into the unconstructed stuff, like you can take it and you can put it in your cube or your commander deck or just make decks around it. If you have friends that'll play with you. Um, yeah, and I did,
1: uh, speaking of commander, I did uh, actually confirm with our resident uh, commander rules committee member that they are, you know, their, their position is that if your playgroup wants uh to allow silver border cards by all means you know have as much fun with silver border cards in your commander deck as as you'd like but uh as far as anything official they're still kind of deliberating on
0: how to handle silver border cards that we did one of the things we did do was we purposely put a lot of legends in the set so that if you wanted to make an uncommander deck you can Um, in fact it's funny uh we're still previewing stuff as far as you guys because it's you guys are listening to this in the future, as far as we're concerned. You know, Unstable's out and everything, but for us, it, we're still previewing it. Um, so it is, it's fun. Like today, we, it was uh, Agent of Sneak Day. So we were showing off um, X and Phoebe, Head of head of Sneak, and Animate Library, and some fun stuff. Man, I love
1: Animate Library. I love cards like that that just force you to think about zones or parts of the game in a way that you just. Ever would think of
0: yeah animate library by the way I tried to actually put that in a real magic set um, and it didn't work so then I tried a version where like it's star star where stars equal to the number of cards in your deck um, but it proved a little too uh, just keeping track of it with a little a little hard um, so I, what happened was it, it wasn't in this we were in development and somebody said something and reminded me of the existence of of that card, and I'm like, oh, we have to put this in, we put this in. So I, I, I made Dave take out a card. I go, take this card out, put this card in. And uh, I think Animate Library is one of the last cards to go in the set.
1: Well, I'm glad I made it in, because I love magic cards, whether they're silver bordered or black bordered, that just have words on them that have never been on magic cards before that just make you. Oh, um... you to figure out what, what, what it means? Yeah, I mean, going back to even really old cards like uh that's a really old card, but like that just did something that really, to me, demonstrated the openness of the rule set that Richard Garfield had created because there were just some really out there things that could be done, things like even the, the whole morph mechanic. I guess I'm getting a little sidetracked, but I, I do like
0: talking about magic. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that's interesting is Shaharazad is what we call a sub-game, and um, we decided a while ago to ban sub games from black border why you know why we banned from, from, from black border uh time tournaments yeah it, it caused a tournament problem yeah um so uh silver border picked it up silver border some of what i do is is testing the future and some of what i do is remembering the past so uh sub games are something that uh, i've done a sub game in every unset although the, the first one was a little less sub game uh but uh, uh, Unhinged had uh, Enter the Dungeon where you played a sub-game Under the Table and uh, Unstable has The Countdown is One where you play a sub-game but you start at one life. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, what what is, what is your favorite Unstable card? It's almost certainly
1: Earl of Squirrel. Um, oh,
0: let's talk about the art, the uh, alternative art for Earl of Squirrel. That's a good story. Uh,
1: sure. So the the art that's that's going to appear that Matt Cavada did that's going to appear on the the promo version of the card is uh, is actually something that my wife had commissioned for me for my 40th birthday and has been hanging in my office at Wizards of the Coast for years. And um, when it came time to pick a promo card and um, we wanted to do something special we wanted to do something alternate art and this was not my decision (laughs) but the team that was in charge of that um, asked if they could use that art as the, the alternate art of uh, Earl of Squirrel. The, the yep. original artwork is also amazing. It's Millevauche Saran uh, painted that artwork and it's, it's just incredible. But the, um, the, the piece that ended up going on the, the promo version and subsequently on some of the Ultra Pro products that were made, um, that's actually something that was, that, was <laughs> that was in my office for a couple of years
0: before Unstable was ever finished. So, actually, did I ever tell you the, um, the, my, my favorite present that Matt ever gave me? What? He gave me Mize as a birthday present. <laughs> the original art to Mize. Oh, cool. Which is on the cover of Unhinged. The, the booster pack of Unhinged has Mize on it. It's the, um, the one with the giant pink rabbit holding its own its own foot. Well, I know you weren't talking about the promo version of that. That is true. Because you oh, you I are the have the promo version. that one. Yes. Um, you, I love you, original artwork. So, the, the <laughs> promo version of Mize is dogs
1: playing magic. Yes, I always wanted, in my uh, game room, I always wanted a big velvet painting of dogs playing poker, but uh, when I found out that this piece by Mark Zug existed, uh, I knew that there was, you know, that was miles above dogs playing poker. So, so here's the trivia question. Where did that art come from? I actually know this because I looked it up when I came to Wizards of the Coast. It was originally commissioned for Unstable, or Unglued 2. Yep. Do you know what the card was called? I
0: do. (laughs) <laughs> okay, very good. What's the card called? I don't know if we should talk about it. Okay. Um, oh, a fine point. Um, okay, so, my, what's my favorite? I, I have a lot of favorites. I do like Earl Squirrel.
1: I mean, for me, I've always loved squirrels in Magic, and I, one of the first design and development teams I was ever on was the Commander decks, the very first ones. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went to the creative team at the time, which I knew was not wild about squirrels, and I said, look, I want to do a card called Squirrel Cannon, and I want it to shoot a squirrel at your opponent and do one point of damage, and then Make a they get a squirrel. Yeah. And they told me at the time, this is acceptable for this release, we will, we will do this. And then when the card ended up actually getting concepted, it ended up being Squirrel Catapult. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Acorn Catapult. Yeah. And Apparently, there had been a pretty extensive debate about whether or not if you shot a squirrel at somebody, and it did one point of damage to that person... Oh, would the squirrel survive? It would kill the squirrel, which is, I I guess... It could be reasonable. a hearty squirrel. But it was, it was very heartbreaking to me that there was... You know, we had finally gotten to the point where we could have another Squirrel card in, uh, in Black-Bordered Magic and, and it ended up not happening. So every time for years, every time I would go to some casual play group or meet some group of people who played Magic, there would always be someone who would come up to me and have to show me their Squirrel deck. And I've always had a Squirrel deck that was my casual, my favorite casual deck, and so I'm glad that we have so many awesome
0: Squirrel Lords and um, yep. Squirrel-related cards in, Unst- in Unstable. Yeah, we are two of the biggest squirrel fans. Yeah. In fact, there was a period in time by the way mm-hmm. where every single card that was a squirrel in Magic I designed and about half of them I did the art description for. That's how we ended up with the original Mindevoke, yes. right? Yes. Yes, cuz I did the all the card concepts in Urza's Legacy. And so I needed I needed one of my pet peeves about giant growth effects was they they never had uh, scale, so you didn't really like why would you know this is bigger than normal? So I said, I want to show scale, so I said, it's a forest, and you see some creature, you know, booming above the forest, and you had to know it's a small creature, so why not a squirrel? Because those aren't big. So, so this is um, actually, going back to artwork, though, real quick, Yeah, Matt
1: Cavada actually has two pieces of art in the set. Okay. Um, if you work at Wizards of the Coast and you're an artist, it's, it's really hard to also be commissioned to do artwork. Um, so but he actually did another piece of art in Oh thing. which part what did he do? It's uh the the one with the where you open the booster with all the uh, Oh yeah uh, it's called Sum the Pack, I think. Yes. Yeah. And so it's it's been a couple of years since he's had a piece of
0: art in, in Magic. Oh well, that's cool. Um, yeah, the uh, that card was originally called Undead Legions. Yes. Because it was trying to be a joke that maybe you wanna open the pack with fifteen creatures in it. <laughs> Although there's Phage in that pack, by the way. If you open up Phage, you lose. So uh, it's, a, it's a good pack, but it, it comes with a poison pellet. You you can occasionally lose by opening up a Legion's pack. That's funny. I, 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 think, I think I knew that uh, he had done that. I forgot. Um, but
1: well, uh, they, then, like, when we give all the artwork for a set to our licensing partners, we <laughs> often let them pick the artwork. And so... When it comes to Ultra Pro, I mean, we obviously work with them. If there's something that's not yeah. going to work out, or if we don't approve it, but out of um, out of the images, uh, it was very uh, exciting that they chose. Uh, his version of Earl of Squirrel for some sleeves. And then they also, they really were taken with the, the artwork that Wayne England did, which right. we discussed in the last one. and yeah. um, Just a, a follow-up to that. Um, it is the British Heart Foundation, so all the net proceeds from Ultra Pro sales of, of things with that artwork will go to benefit
0: the charity that his family requested. Yes, very awesome. And it looks really cool. Uh, in fact, um, I was on an episode of Game Nights, and uh, we had the four Ultra Pro and the, the our um, play mats were the, the unstable playmats. I played Underworld Squirrel yeah that art is just so great yes it was very cool and then uh, I think it's Selfie Preservation the the sketch version of Very Cryptic Command and Art Dealer Art yeah. Dealer by the way that, that's one of my favorite pieces I'm uh, Squirrel Dealer it's oh, one yeah. of my favorite pieces of, of art at the set me too um, that's the one where the, he's opening up his um, trench coat and there's like squirrels he's selling squirrels inside the trench coat yep yeah, one of my goals with the set was I wanted to give you enough cards that you could build a Squirrel deck out of the cards from Unstable. So, uh, there's, it's a black-green deck, and it has a lot of dice rolling. Uh, for some reason, uh, the Squirrels got connected to dice rolling. I'm not sure why. So, can you talk a little bit about how the tokens were chosen for the set? Uh, sure, although you might have more information. The so, what we did was um, we wanted to... Um, people had always talked about how there wasn't any foil tokens and we saw this as an opportunity to do something cool and so what we did is half the tokens are tokens that are in the set so things that the cards in the set actually make um, and those have a normally tokens have an ad on the back those have an ad on the back. they're all for unstable so they're they're silly ads um, and then the other ones, we did a poll. How do we, how do we figure out the other ones? Um, I, I thought we
1: did a poll to see what the most popular tokens were yes. at the time. And then um, those were what we chose
0: for the Black Border. Right, and they're not, I think they are 9, 9 or 10. Um, and, right, the, and those, the cool thing about those is the back of the, the non-inset you know, ones, ones that are from outside the set, uh, on the back of it is full art. So it's the art that yeah. you see on the front in frame, full art on the back. So a couple things real quick one the ads are
1: phenomenal they're one of my favorite things about the set actually and it's another example of how even after the card set was done the people that um were working on every aspect of the set really stepped things up and thought about things differently um the brand manager that was working on unstable was uh, adam colby He works on my team and he came up with some he's just a really creative guy he came up with some really fun and funny things including one of my favorite jokes mm-hmm. in the set which is an ad card for sort for Dungeons and Dragons that appears only I think it only appears on the the, the gold dragon token.
0: Yeah I think so I think so the gold
1: dragon. Token. And the joke is, you know, did you know there's a whole role playing game based on the card Sword of Dungeons and Dragons? Which is ridiculous of course because Dungeons and Dragons has been around for much longer than Magic and yes. But it's, it's those kinds of touches that I, I just really Yeah, enjoy. That's, that's fun. The other thing I want to say is that uh, for those of you who are uh, confused about why we're uh, struggling with the details of things like card names and number of tokens, uh, while the, by the time you hear this, the set will have been out for a while. We still haven't played with finished cards yet. Ah, uh, you have I haven't played with finished cards. Game part. nights, i played with finished cards. Right. I have one time played with finished cards, so which was awesome, by the way. We are still <laughs> salivating at the chance to play with finished products
0: uh, on this project that we worked on for years. The other thing, by the way, is that, um, although I've been recently doing a lot with it, because obviously we've been previewing it, so I've been answering a lot of questions, but uh, this product got finished quite a while ago. Um, like I said, I, we talked about in our, our first, our first carpooling podcast we did. Like, it got moved three times. So, in, in fact, it's funny. Um, my daughter, who right now is applying to college, when I started this set, she was in fifth grade. Wow. Um, in fact, the, the start of it was almost closer, not quite, but almost closer. Yeah, very Um Almost closer to unhinged, unhinged than it was to unstable. Well, hopefully this one will be as big a hit as we think it's gonna be. And so yeah, we'll, I hope by the time, time people hear the... this, it's gonna smash hit and you guys you know this because it's the future for you guys, right? right or right. it's the present for you, it's our future. Alright, we're pulling up to my house. Wait, which way am I going? It's that one it's on the that corner, corner here. Right here. Yep. Okay, so um, let's see how we're doing on time before I uh Oh wow. We did not spend very long. Carpool lane, man. I know. So this is an extra short episode. Normally, uh Normally, when mm-hmm. I, I do podcasts, there are at least twenty five minutes. But this is this is short. It's bonus content. It is bonus content. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll throw this in as a bonus content. But anyway, um, so uh, usually I say we get here. That, you know, that means it's the end of my drive to work. But it's the end of my drive from work. Although well, actually, it's not because <laughs> I, I still got to go home. But uh, anyway, um, thank you for joining me, Mark. Yeah, thanks for so having me. So it was again. fun. It was great. So anyway, um, so guys, uh, it's I guess instead of talking magic, it's time for me to dinner I don't know <laughs> So anyway thanks for joining us guys and we'll see you next time bye bye